And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to a special edition of Getting Sports with Drunk, live from the Connecticut Disc Golf Shop here in Wallingford, Connecticut. I'm joined by... Mark. Sheen Washable. Nope. Uh, Kyle. <laughs> the mask, Chris Massey. And gentlemen, introduce yourselves. Todd. <laughs> Jason. So we're here with Todd and Jason from the Connecticut Disc Golf Shop. Um, as we've kind of been mentioning on the, the weekly episodic show, got a lot of exciting things coming up we have our our kind of annual black hog show coming up in in february with with tyler the lord of liquids and um black hog has got some cool stuff going on with connecticut disc golf and we have expressed our l- recent found love for disc golf so it's kind of like a like a cool foursome made in heaven because they're also uh black hogs also doing stuff with disc golf bra Bras. Every uh, NFL playoffs, we end up down at Blackhawk. Yeah. <laughs> Last two years. This year, I think we're going right. I think we're going Super Bowl weekend. The week after. Yeah, the week after. Super Bowl is the seventh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So we missed it this year. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's Sorry, okay. My team's, my team's never in it, so I'm not missing much. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he gets it. So, um, yeah, so Todd, Todd and, and, and Jason, how long have you guys been disc golfing? Let's start off with that. You go ahead. About six years now. That's it? Yep, that's it. I know. I'm old, but... <clears throat> oh. No, you're fine. I'm just, how about you? I had a few friends uh, introduce me to the sport in, I think, 06 or 07, and they took me to uh, Wickham, Wickham Park, which is a beautiful, oh, beautiful man, course. That's, a, that's yeah. a rough place to start. <laughs> yeah, so, well, that was, but, uh, you go to, but you go to play it, and it's a new sport, and, I, and I, I left that day, you know, with a swollen arm, but thinking this is the best thing ever in the world, you know, and then yeah. the next weekend, the same group of guys took me to Panthorn, which was original Panthorn, and it was a, a mud hole and horrible, <laughs> and I was like, this is the worst sport in the world ever, and then I ended up going off on my own for a couple of weekends, and after that, and down to Norwalk and playing the few courses that were in the state, and that was it. I was hooked. Yeah. You know, I was in. Now, now Wickham is like a professional course, right? Oh, it's definitely professional caliber. I mean, everyone's welcome to play, and it's it's really good. I mean, it's it's really long, but it has a ton of open holes, which everybody loves because you can make all the mistakes you want and still yeah, go get I remember disc and make another mistake. We went there probably the three of us, me, Massey, and Kyle went there probably like three or four weeks into the sport, and I remember stepping up to the first wide open hole, and I'm like, you know, we play at Loughberry all the time where there's trees. I could definitely huck this thing a hundred <laughs> yards, no problem. Threw it, and it went a hundred yards left. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. This is gonna take a while. It yeah. was a real humbling experience. Right. Most people, when they see that they can really throw as hard as they want, it goes straight up and straight left if you're righty backhand. But um, yeah. that place is, is fun. It's fun. But it, it, it's good that you guys learn in a wooded, tight course because once you get your, your stuff down, you'll have every shot in the bag, and you get to a place like that, you learn the wind a little bit, and you're off and running. We're hoping. it's What is it, Mark? 50 bucks for a PDGA number? That's it. And, and, at least and, that's what it said online. And then, and then from there, it's just get really good at disc golf to be pro. Uh, I think yeah, once you no have problem the with that. Yeah, I think once you have the number, <laughs> you're good, right? 
Yep, once you have you number, you start building up that... Uh... You're rating. If Brody rating, can do yeah. it, we can do it. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, so how did how did the, the the crew here? So I mean we're kind of all in the same boat. Massey kind of got into disc golf through me and Kyle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's then right. Mock had interest through us talking about it. Yeah, Kendall, you kind of did the same thing. It was me and Kyle really got the ball rolling. We we came in here, um, we Google because we it seemed that there were discs at Dicks, but we were like, nah, we don't want to do that. We want to go to the shop in Wallingford and, and actually learn what we need. We came in here in what flip flops and boat shoes. We decided, <laughs> hey, let's go play the first couple holes at, at Luffberry Park. Um, we did the we played all the way up to thirteen. Uh, we had to go. Kyle Kyle was insistent that the uh, parking lot that you could see from Thirteen's Hill was the baseball field. Um, it was Masonicare, <laughs> so we hiked through the woods to Masonicare and then found out we had to walk on the roads all the way back up to Luffberry. Oh no, you didn't and, tell me uh, that. Here's my, here's my thing. We were so in love with it that that didn't even matter. Yeah. It's been history ever since. Nice. Kyle, you have anything you want to add to that story? Uh, no, it sucked. Our though. feet hurt a lot. <laughs> it's funny because when we started playing disc golf was when I was getting into, like, real golf. golf. And I was like, oh, I'm doing this more. This will be kind of here and there. And then that flipped yeah. completely. <laughs> real quick. Real quick. Yep. Yeah, does. I played a ton of ball golf before I found disc golf. And now it's fun to make the comparisons because because yeah. i mean strategically it's 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 a lot the same and i try to people who are coming in here now especially the, the volume of new players that are coming in the first thing i ask them have you ever played ball golf and you can make that comparison because they ask why do you carry 15 20 discs right. and it's like well you don't just carry a seven iron when you play ball golf you you know you try to keep your mechanics the same and change the tool in your hand yeah. well the nice thing too is disc golf i mean the, the maybe the touring for the professionals but it doesn't really have a season Oh no! I mean, we're gonna go play after this. And you, you said you you got a slot to play after this. Yeah, I was I was curious. I was actually talking to Todd about it to see because, like I said, such an influx of new arms all summer because you know mostly because of COVID. I was say, and we're, uh, we're gonna talk about the blow up of the sport too. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. it's just a, I mean, all the horrible things that COVID nineteen has you know cast upon us. It probably was the best thing ever for disc golf. I yeah. mean, it's it's not just here. It's not just in cold weather, warm weather. It's worldwide. There is a massive, massive influx of new players because you can be out and about, and yeah. you guys know. Well, I think a big combo, too, is, um, like, the COVID-19 definitely is, like, the 90%, but with anything, if you get, like, a big name involved in something, they, uh, you're going to obviously increase it. And, I mean, I, I know he's kind of kind of, of a what, whatever disc golfer, but Brody Smith has a humongous following on social media before. Oh, yeah. Before disc golf, big ultimate guy, and, and then he decided to go that disc golf route. I mean, just seeing the small bumps in popularity, we had a couple of embedded disc golf brothers who have been playing for a long time at ESPN. A couple yeah. of higher-ups, one production assistant for the top ten of the week. I think he's gone now, but um, it was Mo. Mo? Yeah, yeah and he now. ended up pushing and pushing and nagging. If you know Mo, I mean, he probably ground somebody down <laughs> enough yeah. to, get, to get an ace on the top ten. And it went nuts. Persistent. Yeah. And even yeah. that, we had people coming in and talking about that they saw it and they want to play, and it was like just that little bit. So definitely, what you're saying, I agree. I mean, and we've gotten we've gotten family and friends to come out, and some have been more consistent. Others, it wasn't for them. Um, but like, I mean, people have just been like open to it. I feel like it's like one of those things. Like, oh, this guy's got a bag with discs. All right, I'll go. I'll go do it. I'll, I'll go try it. You know what I mean? I, even guys I work with, just from talking about it there, I know one guy. Um, actually, I think he's come in here a couple of times, but. He's gotten into it. I bought like guys want to start somewhere. Well, let's just say it's the perfect sport to start up with because I mean, realistically, Todd said Todd said it us right when we came in the first day. 
Mid-range and a putter. It's all you need. Yep. Mid-range and a putter. We all ignored that. No, that's not true. Everybody, everybody does. Kyle, Kyle and I bought a mid-range and a putter. Right. We both bought uh, uh, Dynamic Discs uh, Wardens. And then uh, Kyle's first mid-range, you remember what it was? Uh, no idea. Mine was the West Side Tursus. Tursus. I think his was, too. It's a fine, fine disc yeah. to start with. Yep. So those were the two discs we started with. And then I think I, gra- and then I, think I got a Truth after that. And then we, we really itched to see, because you know, I think everyone has the same curiosity when they start. How far can I throw a disc? Yeah. So, so then we got the West Side Underworlds uh, via Todd's recommendation, which I still have in my bag to this day. I love that Another disc. great disc. You have yours, too, in your bag, yeah. The only one I can throw. <laughs> Kyle likes it because when he throws it backhand, it's the only one he can get to go right before it comes left. That's how he describes it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, from there, yeah, from there it's been pretty much ignored. I mean, I... It's what six months now, and I've got like I think the biggest bag you guys have in the store, and then I al- <laughs> and then I also have the the tube trunk bag, and that's almost completely full. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I mean, he has a problem. The more you play, we all do. It, it, it's a funny because you can explain the sport to people, and they'll look at you like you're you're out of your mind. Right. But it only takes playing once. So if you can yep. drag your friend out there to play once, I I gotta figure it's at least eighty percent. Are coming back to play. Again. I would yeah. say so. Yeah. You know, it's it's just that kind of thing. It's just fun. You know, you don't you think? I mean, take take cornhole for example. I mean, you're throwing a beanbag at a piece of plywood, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, that's all right. But then you do it, and you're like, yeah. this is great. You know. I mean, every backyard game is kind of insane when you re- I mean, ladder ball. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, oh, and this hey. is this is a giant backyard game. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, because it's that kind of feel. You're just hanging out and chit chatting, and it's not like a. Well, right, uh, separated teams. You're not, you know, you're not one in the dugout, one in the field. You know, it's yeah. just a. I'm in the, I'm in the, the works. I mean, I'm sure someone has it out there, but I want to make my own version of, of finiting my my own backyard uh, disc golf cornhole. So I got two baskets. <laughs> so you're gonna do like a putter cornhole type yeah. of thing. Yep. Um, it's, it's just, I'm gonna make sure everybody's playing it, it at the en- next family picnic. It ends up getting <laughs> insane. We, we we a bunch of guys who play a um, bunch of. Again, pillars of the sport around here. We used to go up to the Green Mountain Championship before they made it the part of the stop on the world tour. Mm. And we'd go up there for a week. We'd rent a house and make sure we always made sure it got, you know, it had, you know, three acres of land with it because everybody would bring a basket and we'd set up a nine hole putter course. That's awesome. That sounds like and a we'd great just, vacation. Between our, between our like tournament rounds or warm up rounds, because the tournament would last four days, um, we would play more important tournaments, <laughs> you know, around the house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think we kind of figured out our, our next. Our next trip, we should do that. I'm in. Yeah, yeah we're, we're excited. It. We uh, we we go to Pittsburgh at, o- almost every year. We've had a couple of hiccups. The pandemic this year, uh, childbirth one another year. Um, Stupid babies. I know. No, for <laughs> real, kids really ruin it for you. Um, it's even one of ours. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It wasn't even somebody's year. As if it's a collective birth. It wasn't even ours. Pretty much. I mean, everything that happens in this group's collective. I mean, we all mm. married Rebecca. <laughs> well, I mean, we we're all kind of. Somehow involved in the same family. <laughs> yeah. Except for me. I'm <laughs> on the outside. Massey. Yeah. I mean, we won't derail into it too much, but this guy, we're pretty much all dating his cousins. <laughs> or actually go, engaged right? to or yeah. married to cousins. Whatever you got to do so for your collective friends. Collective inbreeding. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the outside. I'm good. For now. We'll get you You wait. <laughs> we don't even have to. We'll just find out a way that Ashley's, Ashley's related. So you're kind of like that second cousin nobody's gotten to yet. No, not oh. even. <laughs> Well, it works out though. Well, I mean, I technically, you can be part of the family because Kyle's his own cousin, so you can That's be true. You can <laughs> fill in the second cousin spot. Perfect. But all right, we're derailed, as always. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this this the sport has definitely it's blown up. It's very exciting. I know it's been recently has turned into frustration for you guys only from the uh, 
supply and demand standpoint. Yeah, that's big, right. Big demand, especially for so you, you bring up the term when I'm in here a lot. Well, um, I'm going to say it so so the listeners who aren't involved, signature discs have a big blow up. So why don't you tell them what a signature disc is? So as the sport, I mean, it was starting to see its um, sponsorship abilities before before the, the big explosion this past year, and you started to see pros who were kind of playing. For plastic, you know, it, it was in years past, you know, you'd have a, you'd have a Paul, I mean, Paul Macbeth was the first pioneer to really sign a big contract. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was with Adidas, a shoe company, and the shoes weren't even designed for disc golf. But that was the eye opener for everybody. But before that, you would see pros who were just being, they were just being given an RV and plastic and clothing. And, you know, they would go win their tournament money. And if there were stipends, who knew? Yeah. But the first big word you got pretty much was Macbeth. With an, with Innova? Yeah, and and now it's um, it's it's gotten to where the, you're seeing pros move every two three years to a different company, and for instance, the the biggest probably impact has been where Macbeth went to Discraft. Discraft was just a, it was a, not even a sleeping giant. It was a comatose giant for years. <laughs> when we opened the store, we bought every disc from every company we could, and Discraft sat and sat and sat because they were like the OG manufacturer. Yeah. Um. And but they didn't get on board with the fancy plastics and the cool stamps. They stayed with their traditional like stuff. The swirls and like the ESP. Yeah, yeah like we up until this spring, we literally had discs on the shelf that we bought five years ago from wow. Discraft. And um, but you start putting these signatures on the discs, and I, they're a little bit more money because you have to assume portions of the, the disc sales go to the pros for right. part of their their pay. Mm-hmm. And um, we're seeing more and more of those, especially now with the. With the product shortage that every company is having, you seem to get more and more of the signature stuff out right. of Discraft more than anything. But um, because I think they have to feed their pros, I'm right. sure they have contracts in place. Yeah, it's a con- contractual. Yeah, thing. and these so are you're all missing guesses, a lot of a lot of like everyday stuff, like right. Your titanium so, plastics. And, yep. So, and like you said, we're. I mean, everybody's frustrated, and I understand it. I talk to the sales reps weekly. I used to order monthly and fill the holes in the store. Now I'm on the computer every two days looking to see what gets released. Because once it's released, it's gone. If yeah. you're not ordering within hours, it's gone because everyone in the nation is looking for them. Right. The world, for that matter. And, well, and as you, as you mentioned, with the blow-up, I mean, I don't know. You know, and for, for, for us, you know, we started it in the blow-up during yeah. this year. But um, I'd imagine... You know, a, sh- a short year, year and a half ago, there weren't, you know, you couldn't just Google disc golf shop and there'd be 500 websites you could go on and buy discs at. Right. And now right. there are. And, you know, you, you fight with, as with anything, big supply and demand, you fight with like those bots that are set up to just buy stuff when it gets released on websites and all that stuff. Yep, that's right. And the companies are starting to make a, a nice little turn towards brick and mortar places um, where you can ca- you call your sales rep and there may be stock that they're not posting. Right. And they'll give you a, you know, it's a predetermined amount. They're humble orders of, you know, 20 discs or, or, or 15, or it caps out at 25. And you're lucky if you get 15 if you've asked for 25. But at least they're starting to pay attention to brick-and-mortar shops because I think, I mean, I hope that they'll become, you know, a bit more widespread. Not around here, but well, let's, say, let's well, have them across speak, the rest of the speaking country. Of, <laughs> speaking of brick-and-mortar, you guys are the only disc golf shop in Connecticut, correct? Uh, yeah, now we are. There was another great shop up in um, uh, Tolland. It was called Discut. I was good friends with the owners, and um, they were around just before us, and they f- probably a year and a half ago were like, we're done, you know, we're, we're moved because it was out of their garage. Yeah. It, was a, it was a legit shop out of a big garage attached to their house, but they were finished with it, and once they went down, it left us kind of 
the only kind of outpost. Well, sure. and you, I was saying, you guys, I mean, I've been in here because you guys do great. We'll get to, we'll, uh, before we sign off, we'll have you guys plug where they can find you on social media. But we, we find you guys on social media. We see when you guys post, like, big halls you guys get in and stuff like that. And, I mean, within the, the next day, you guys are busy from not just people around here. People, people come in from... We had a guy in yesterday from New York, Poughkeepsie, New York, Poughkeepsie, New York, solely to come to the shop. Yeah, because I I haven't really investigated too far west in New York, but I can't find a a, a brick and mortar besides maybe a wall and a skate shop in North New Jersey. Definitely Eastern New York, Southern Mass until you hit, I mean, Marshall Street, which is the you know the honey hole. But and I can't find anything in Rhode Island. So we're probably probably have a about a hundred mile radius that I can't find another brick and mortar. Yeah, that's impressive. Which, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. You know, we, we kind of kept our head above the waterline for years here. It was a hobby, you know, yeah. for a long time. It's, it's still great fun, and I loved having a place that people like you guys could come in and actually see the stuff that, you know, that you want to throw and touch it, and this doesn't fit my hand well. And it makes a huge difference, as yeah. you probably know. Dick's is nice to have an end cap, but they seem to stock it with, like, nukes and <laughs> champ, like, crazy I overstable mean, really, stuff. I mean, we, and I... We've talked about it. It's pretty much all Innova, destro- uh, Innova like drivers, yeah, um, in their champ plastic, yeah, and it's and it's stuff that's going to frustrate people, it's, which it's bothers an, me. It's Innova drivers, putters for the most part, maybe some beginner sets, but usually still the Innova brand. And even the beginner sets, I mean, they're getting a little better now, but they used to be packed with discs that were like, well, the putters were okay, but then they would throw in like an Avenger, yeah, you know, like Discraft would have an Avenger in their beginner set, and it's like. You Nobody can't throw can, that, you can't yeah. throw, or you can't throw it right, or you start to adjust your form to throw it so it lands in the fairway, right. but you're throwing it, all, you know, on a weird angle, and yeah. you just have to undo all that when you finally so learn. I guess technique. we should probably dive into that a little bit, just for like, because there, there are people listening that you know might take this this type of thing as the pot, as the 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 next step towards going out and playing. So so we mentioned you know putters and drivers, and it sounds like oh you're talking about ball golf and. Like you said, there's a lot of similarities. A lot of I play ball golf. Well, then you can you can get into this. You'll understand. So there are four technically types of discs, right? There's a putter, a mid-range, a fairway driver, and a distance driver. Yeah, that's so. Yep. I mean, putter is kind of self-explanatory, but do you want to kind of go through what the what each disc is, kind of like what it does and what it's for? I mean, I know sure and people I'm, like us who've played, we know that you know you can you can have ninety mid-ranges in your bag that all do different things. Right, right. So but, like like to try to keep the parallels with ball golf, it's um, I mean your putters are obviously they're they're probably the most misconceived disc because people come in and think this is a putter i just putt with it when it's truly the biggest weapon in your bag i mean you when you start to get to the point where you guys are playing for months and months and months and you're getting better and better and getting different discs you should be throwing your putter from you know 150 feet in if you can i mean if the line allows right but because they're just so forgiving as a putter in ball golf you miss the hole with your putt with your putter i mean it's 20, 20 degrees to the right, it's not a big deal. Right. You miss the fairway with your driver 20 degrees right, you're and in you're in the trouble. <laughs> yeah. Right. Pretty much same, how I play. Same kind of thing. So <laughs> if you're 100 feet out and you have your putter in your hand, throw your putter. I mean, it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to hurt you as bad when you make your mistake because everyone's going right. to make their mistakes. So then, then you have mid-ranges, which are your irons in golf, you know, and, and um, you know, your uh, probably your higher iron numbers and therefore throwing a little bit further and still not quite as... Punishing is missing with a driver. Um, they're they're built wide, they're built thin, and um, they like they like to agree with you more than the higher speed discs. Yeah. Then you run. Then you're up to fairway drivers, which people can 
I mean, there's guys with arms and technique. That, I mean, the, the pros throw, they throw their rocks 300 feet, and that's what they throw when they have a 300-foot shot. They're not pulling out a T-bird. They're not pulling out stuff because they can get it there. Right. And, again, it's not going to hurt them when they make that mistake. Right. And then you get into your high-speed drivers, which are exactly what they sound like. I mean, and you have to get those, most of them, like you said, some are designed to go left, right, and some are, you don't have to throw as hard, but you have to get them up to the speed the engineers designed them to get to yeah, to I mean, achieve that little flight line that they you, claim it does. There, like, that's where, like, like, you know, form and skill you obviously kind of need for all discs. Right. I mean, you develop it. It's easier to do with the putters in the mid-range. Like you said, they're forgiving. But then you also just kind of need some raw arm strength, some build up from playing yeah. to, to throw a 13 speed driver. Yeah, and it's form. It's form. I, I mean, arm strength is the key. I mean, I use that same phrase with people, but it truly is lower body. I mean, you look at Paige Pierce, for instance, she's, you know, world champ, women's world champ. She's five foot nothing, and she throws 400 plus feet. Looks yeah. like she's not even trying. It's all just, it's, you know, there's guys who hit home runs who are, you know, I mean, you look at a. Dustin Pedroia of old, yeah. you know, the little thing, and he's crushing the ball because he's got the right technique, and it all comes from form, and it all comes from your feet up. Yes. It's funny to hear the, the baseball parallel because a lot of the videos I think we were watching to, like, improve throwing was relating it to hitting in baseball. Absolutely. Where it's, it's you know, hips and legs. And oh, and you, you load up. Your arm is just you load up. device. You, yeah, your, your walk up or your run up on, on the tee pad is your load in the, yeah. in the batter's box. And then you start to uncoil, and it's knees, hips, shoulders, and your arms just along for the ride. I mean, it's just the, you know, it's the end of the, the barrel tool. of the gun. You yeah. know. Well, I'm blanking on it too because it's so. I know from like my standpoint, I know Machine shares the same uh, same mindset. Like we, we see this, you know, we want to get better, so we've really worked on the the fundamentals and whatnot. But like, you know, you you, you watch these videos, you can't be into the sport and not go watch. Paul Macbeth or, or, or all these other pros go out and do their thing. And then you're like, I, I want to take a nine speed and run up to the tee pad as fast as I can <laughs> and really give it a good huck. But if you don't know what you're doing, that's First th trade. that's gonna you know, you're gonna do more damage than if you just stayed there and just kind of short armed your putter. Yep. And so it's, it's comparable to any other sport. It, hardly ever do you put a hundred percent into any movement when you're trying to hit something, get a line, make a shot. Because when you start maxing out what you can do physically, everything goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, your concentration and your right. balance you watch, and everything else you suffers. You watch these guys hit 400-foot home runs. It looks like they're they're hardly swinging. Yeah. You know? And well, I mean, and how many baseball guys have made careers off of wall-scraping home runs? Like, they don't even yeah. get the – they just they just get enough distance. Yep. It's, it's more of they hit the right spot. I've played with more older players that have just slowly eviscerated me because they're in the middle, they're down the fairway, and they just wear you out. And it's like, well, I play with a guy I can outthrow by 75, 80 feet every time, but I'll make the three mistakes trying to do that where he's just down the middle, down the middle, and dropping it in the basket. And it's just the – that's the – so there's your golf, ball golf mindset. Yeah. It's just the same yeah. game. It's just in a different place. And if you can learn how to putt, you're golden. <laughs> oh, that's – Which we still have it. not learned to do. Yeah. We're getting better. We're getting better. I'm you pretty comfortable – 25 feet. You start dropping in putts like that, you, you start getting more confident, you start throw, you start putting harder because you're not worried about going 10, 12 feet past because it's a it's a gimme. Yeah, that's what but, I was always scared. I would always do like the straddle putt. and Because really, you want to flop it down. I would really loft yeah, yeah, yeah. it real high and be like, uh, who cares if I'm short? Just, uh, Just be know. near it. Right yeah. there. Yeah, and that's an evolution. I mean, it's the same thing. Putting is, like you said, that's, that's the name of the game. I mean, when guys are dropping in 30-foot putts on the regular, they're going to kill you. 
because yeah. most of us are two putting from thirty feet. Yep. Yeah. And and the one and, and the, the one thing that you can't that you don't get the uh, you, you get the luxury of in golf, regular ball golf that you don't get in disc golf is there's a pretty good chance that if you hit the hole, you're pretty good. You're not, but. I've I've thrown some shots uh, from like twenty five feet out where I've I've just nicked the top of the basket and ended up farther away than I was before. <laughs> yeah. This guy over here, he's the king of hitting hitting metal and then rolling a good uh, 50, 60 feet away. It's the worst it. feeling in the world yeah, watching it go. Luffberry here in Wallingford, we kind of call it our home course because we it's our it's our favorite course to play. It, it's centrally located for for all of us. Um, hole hole twelve last time we were out, he <laughs> threw a shot from what probably about 35, 40 feet out. And uh, it, it just came short, hit a rock, rolled up, and rolled all the way over 13's tee pad, and then down the hill. <laughs> down the hill. Well, the sadist in me likes to hear that. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, it's great when it's someone else. Yeah. <laughs> it's always, it's, it's great sucks. when you're going down the hill from 14 and you see someone's 12 shot come oh, flying yeah. over and you're like, it's over here. I've had people try to build log walls there behind 12 and stuff, and we just knock them over. It's supposed to be that way. It's got to be hard. Yeah. That's the point, yeah. I mean, yep. if it was easy... Everybody would do it. Everyone right. does do it now, though. <laughs> That's the best part. Like, like, like Mark said with his, like work. I mean, I, I, I talk. I mean, with the way my work is set up now, we do a lot of. Um, I don't do a whole lot of office stuff, but when we do, it's all Zoom now, obviously, and whatnot. But um, during some of our meetings, like people, people have been talking about, oh, what are you doing to stay busy, and this and that. And so tell them about disc golf, and, and they're like, some people are like, oh, what's that? And then other people are like, oh, you know, I've, I've heard of that or I've seen it, and. Like, like with anything else, it's like you're starting to see on random like cable channels. I think the, like a week ago there was the twenty or the twenty nineteen PDGA World Championships were on at like four in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. my mom texts me. She's like, "Are you watching this? This is so cool!" And it's like, "Mom, and I play this." And as the as the um, technology advances for filming, because it's a very difficult sport to watch. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the I mean unless you're walking in the gallery behind yeah. a player, I mean, you don't even, and then you don't even see the result of the shot most of the time. Right. You know, so one, as these drones are coming in and following discs. <laughs> you're waiting for that guy. I love the guy at the end. I want that job where you're just sitting there with the red and the green flag. You're like, inbounds. Yeah. I'm over here. <laughs> yep. That's the job I want. It's like you're basically like doing what you love, but also like an airport guider. And there's needs for it. So as the tournaments hopefully start to ramp up as COVID calms down, you know, there's needs for volunteers everywhere, and and especially for jobs like that, and they're fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and like we said, we said the drone. I mean, I think the drone's probably one of the best technological advancements for the sport. Because I mean, even even if it's just for if you're somebody that's like really new and you're watching the sport, and like you're you're watching even just professionals or like some of these groups that go out and do these like like weekly skin matches or stuff like that. It's really nice to have that drone do that flyover and actually show how difficult this hole is. Like I mean, I remember we watched one time and they were like, oh it's it's a 391 par three, whatever, this and that. And we're sitting there and we're like looking from like the tee pad as it's I'm like, where's the basket? And then they do the drone thing and it's like a legit 90 degree right hand <laughs> turn. Oh yeah. Where it's like, oh yeah, no, you can't ace run this. You have to Basically, throw your putter through this narrow gap and hit this sweet spot if you want any chance at taking yep. like a, a hundred foot birdie opportunity. Yeah. And you know, I hope if people are listening who are tech savvy and have drones, I always thought it'd be really cool. And it's not really my bag, but to fly the course, record the course, put it together, and then just throw a QR code on the main sign so people can just get the whole course on their phone as they go. Yeah. T pad to T pad. They're not just checking footage; they're actually going to watch the hole before they throw. Well, so you guys, you. Because you you created Luffberry, yeah, Luffberry, and you you've yep. had your hand in other courses across the state as well. Yep, um, as well as uh, some some other stuff that's coming up. 
um, that we'll get into later. But um, you've done a, we, we've played a good chunk of courses now, and you've definitely, in my opinion, done Loughberry's done the best job of showcasing on tee pads like what the actual hole is. Yeah, yeah, and it's the other other courses are now coming along. We're, we're due for a re-signage up there, and um, I would say hole, holes nine through eighteen are still coming still soon. Still coming, <laughs> 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 but we are due for a new. It took some funding and because uh, we that whole course was paid for, you know, out the town didn't pay for anything. Actually, the town did pick up the last nine baskets uh, once we proved that the front nine was was a viable place and people were coming. Yeah. They they, they there was a little there was a fund in place at that park just for that park and they ended up giving us the money to buy the last nine baskets there which helped out. But everything else there was raised money which is, is the same, you know, in a lot of places Although towns are waking up, I know um, Bristol's a huge disc golf town because they have two courses now. Yeah. Because uh, Page was one of the early courses in the state, and um, they, uh, from what I understand, they they put a bunch of money into Rockwell and Park and Rec services, like yeah, they manpower. Need put, they need to put an escalator on Holy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <they laughs> that needs to be the yeah. next thing. Some some quads as uh, golf carts would be nice. This this guy bailed out on hole sixteen, and and we were real bummed because it would have been real fun watching him try to try to get down hole eighteen. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, it would have been, especially in your sneakers. <laughs> seventeen. Oh, oh yeah, seventeen. Down. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah. And we went when it was real wet. It was raining all morning, and I'm just I'm like, oh man, that place is a physical challenge. There's no doubt. Oh yeah, but again, the same thing. I mean, it's brutal, but it's nice because like it was the one. It was the real the first time we experienced like really elevated baskets, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or kind of like like some like there were some different obstacles. Those are a them. bummer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to watch all the different courses coming in now because people are taking ideas from other people and maybe creating their own stuff. And there's all different designers with their hands in the, in the mix, and it's fun. I just I just played Hidden Pond for the first time uh, a couple days ago with, with a bunch of my friends. And um, cool. Hey, let me know if that lake ever dries up because I got a comment that's in there, <laughs> and I'd like to get were, that back. There were people skating on it when we went by the other day. But oh, oh ice fishing for it. Yeah, there you I go. have a general idea where it is. <laughs> but that place is. I mean, it's it's just a different course. You know, it's you, you get a lot. You should call it Hidden Basket because it's tough to see yeah. a lot of them, but. It's just fun to see other people's take on what the course should be. You well, know? And especially like I, I like Hidden Pond a lot because Hidden Pond has the the two, the two the, well the two. Courts. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and and a lot of times what you're doing is like some like there's a few shots where like because they do a golden green green I think is the beginner green is gold yeah. is more experienced. Yep. They do some where like it's the same tee and basket. Yep. Some where like both tees share a pin. Some where you share the tea, but there's different pins. Yeah, so you can lay it out all different ways. It's, yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's, it's really, I like We the actually have, when the thaw comes, we have ground sleeves for second pin placements in Loughberry. Oh, it won't be on cool. every hole, but because some of them just don't make sense to do it on, but probably a good 14 of the 18 will have a second pin. Oh, boy. Which should be fun. I mean, then, oh then you put on the sign, it's in B position or A position. That way you know if you can't see it. Yeah. You know, like for hole 10, you know, that big kind of dog leg right. Um, oh, so it'll be one of those like where you'll move the pins from time to time. Yeah, pick up the basket, move it over, and oh, then you okay. mark on the sign with a padlock or a peg that says you're in B position now, so you know you just because it's a different hole. Right. Yeah. And even a 20 foot movement for the basket makes a difference on on some holes. So yeah, is hole eight going to be one of those? Hole hole eight <laughs> will be, and that that's oh, a that's an anomaly because it's we're not moving it further back because everyone wants further more footage, big holes. Oh, see, I, um, so that one's probably going to come forward, but it's going to go towards the ledge. So oh, you'll have oh, an easier oh. ace run, but, but a bigger room for error. But a huge, you know, risk reward for putting. See, I love hole eight at well, Loughborough. No, no matter what I throw, it goes down that ledge. So if we could put the <laughs> basket over there, that'd be cool. 
Well, I always I always throw forehand like yep. over the edge and have oh, yeah. it come back in, and most times it's pretty to. good. Um, but like I like that because even if you do go down the ledge, you still have a good two opportunity up it. Oh yeah, if you get far enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. we've had a couple instances, I won't say who, that's had some rollers that have rolled all the way back to the tee pad, but 40 feet down that ledge. Oh, I've, I've been in tournaments there where I've hit a tree early and been in the guy's backyard. It just <laughs> kept going and going and going. Kyle, so was it, were it you at the tournament? You. What? Were you there? I don't know, but a whole 13, you should just move it down the ravine to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or like put like a you know what we should do we should we should just get a practice basket to put at the bottom of the ravine so like it feels like you're playing. So for while you're down there, you got something to do. And, yeah, yeah. Just be like, all right. Here's the deal. If you can ace the basket at the bottom of the hill, you can put it in the drop zone at the top of the hill. <laughs> That's fine. I remember the first time I went with you guys. We finished twelve. I'm like, oh, this is fun. And we looked at there. I was like, yeah. Not so much anymore. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know what? The, the real the real bummer for 13, and, like, I mean, we're, we're all trying to lose some weight, so we should really be taking that hike up and down the hill anyway. But I'm, I, the first time, I think it was, like, our third time out was the first time I got it across 13. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, well, this sucks. And, and I'm kind of looking, it was like, why? It was a great shot. I'm like, yeah, but even if it was good or crappy, I still got to go down this hill. And then that's <laughs> when we finally found out, oh, there's a path over right. there that can go around yeah. the hill. And, it's, and, and that hole's funny. It's just it's a mind game because it's 180-something yeah, feet. It's, not far. it's a straight shot. There's yeah. nothing in your way. That's a putter hole. Right. <laughs> there's nothing in your way. It's a straight shot. But because you see that, it, it just plays with people, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's funny bullshit. to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's chiming for the <laughs> yeah, I, That was one of my favorite holes there. I, and, I, and I have some mistakes up there that I made early on because I – I really didn't know what I was doing because I had only been playing for, God, maybe a couple dozen rounds when I decided, well, I had two young young kids, and I couldn't travel an hour to play yeah. on the weekends, so I petitioned the town and said, I want one here so I can only have to drive two minutes. Right. And it took years to put in, but um, I made mistakes that I still kick myself for, and uh, I think hole one at Luffberry is the worst hole on the course, if not probably one of the worst holes in the state. Because it's just, it's just not yeah, designed I, I really well. I that hole. That's a great warm-up hole. It, it, it bothers me a lot, uh, and it always has, and maybe it's just with, just with me, but it's just not a, it's not a natural line, really. It's not even close to a natural yeah, line. Yeah, I, I see what you're when saying. When you have a hole that short, yeah. somebody should have been crowing about acing it at this point. And I just don't think it, it, a disc is... There's not many discs that are made to really get there like i've hit the basket but it was on an odd misthrow almost and snuck through the trees and but it, See, i'd like to straighten that out a little I, bit I you agree know? With Ty. I so like there's that. mistakes i like that whole because like I, I love teeing off with it because i usually go mid-range on that to because to, you got that curve yep. and the trees and whatnot and and um i don't know i've always like I, I feel like the days are like like i lead off with like a real good mid-range shot off that where i snake through a bunch of trees and actually have a birdie look like i feel like i'm like all right this, this is gonna be a good day yeah, well, and, and you know, it could it gets be the that, confidence going early. Could be that yeah. your philosophy changes over time. And I really enjoy a nice ace run to start a course because yeah. it gets you jazzed, it gets you in, engaged. And but I mean, every 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 course is different. Which, again, like I said, which I, I like, like how we're giving grief to one and thirteen. Nobody's talking about throwing across fourteen and just watching it hit and roll down <laughs> that hill. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, I know that I have like. Like, I think the, where our standpoint is with hole one, I mean, I don't know Todd's full skill level. We've yet to get on the courts with him. Um, Amazing. We're, we're, it's, it's coming in the springtime. <laughs> well, don't worry. It's coming at some point. We're going to – Panthorn, the OG. You're the OG Panthorn guy. Oh, well, no, not anymore. That's Ralph. <laughs> I used to be. I, I love seeing him riding around in his little tractor at Panthorn. <laughs> we see him all the time, like, laying mulch down. And 
But that guy um, is a workhorse. He is. He's amazing. I think the reason that we don't have a gripe with with hole one being the way it is is because I mean we're, we have no chance of ace running even when it is an ace <laughs> run, so it's not really a big deal. <laughs> but like for, I don't know, for me, like mentally, like fourteen, it, it stinks when you don't. It, it's a great euphoria when you get it across. But I know that even if I get it across, it's still taking me at minimum three shots to get it in. <laughs> yes. So it's not like like it's not as deflating. Whereas like thirteen, like. I know that at this point I've developed a skill where I I could get it in or I can park yep. it for the two. And I was saying that yesterday to Todd talking about what we're going to talk about later maybe um but the the most fun you have and the best shot on a disc golf course anywhere is where you can see the target and know you have the gas to get it there. Yeah. So even if it's a you know a, a 100 foot shot in the middle of a hole but you have room you have a basket in front of you, and you know there's a chance you can get that chain to ring. That's the best shot in disc golf. Yeah, I don't yeah. care what course yep. you're on. I mean, even so, these guys who it's a different out, mindset you go into that. That's whole right. Well, so, like, so the more looks you can give to people like that on a course, the more successful it's going to be. I think. Well, and I love too, like, and this kind of like attributes more to regular golf as well than any other sport, where no, you can have a real garbage drive, hit a tree on your your second shot roll down a hill on your third shot but then you you just everything goes right on this on a hundred foot approach shot where you chain it and it's like <laughs> those three shots didn't even happen it didn't matter <laughs> it gives I, you it gives you enough success to keep you going it happened yeah. on hole 12 i was with uh this the the, the red baron here and, and souls and we were on 12 i threw a shot it hit a tree right out of the gate on hole 12 and then i two shotted basically to what about maybe 100 feet from the basket and then i kind of did one of those like, like back turns with my putter and just launch it to get it there and it just i mean from the minute it left my hand he was standing right behind me he's like he's like the minute it left he goes that's going right in the basket and it just stayed straight to its line and hit the pole and went right in and i was like everything else is irrelevant yeah, today <laughs> everything else is irrelevant today I, I could shoot a 90 on this course and it's all worth it for that that's nice yeah but the, the opposite of that when you think you have a good shot and then you know you get fucked over <laughs> it's pretty infuriating yeah, it can you hit be. The bat, when you hit the uh, bottom of the basket and just roll 425 feet the other way, and you got to go down the hill twice. It's a very specific <laughs> number, 425. <laughs> feet. Felt like it. Yeah. yeah, Kyle unfortunately is a master of that. Yeah, he's he's pretty good at the roll away. It's because that limp wrist putting he does. He's got to straighten that disc out. Yeah, what's even that? So we talked briefly before we get into kind of what's coming up for. Some stuff that's coming up for you guys. We talked briefly about like the technology aspect with the drones and whatnot, but I think the the biggest thing for a sport that I mean, YouTube obviously helps with anything. You know, there's a billion YouTube videos out there, whether it be professionals playing in tournaments. You know, like people like Paul McBeth and Brody Smith, and a lot of these other guys that have their own YouTube pages where they do their own stuff on top of tournaments. Um, there's these kind of like non-professional guys like Foundation Nation, who I think is part of the Paul McBeth family. Mm -hmm. And then there's like this. Yeah. There's when we were over uh, the Red Baron's house, you were showing us that video of them doing it at what stadium? Yeah, I don't remember the stadium, but f uh, the Brody, Paul McBeth, uh, his wife. Uh, oh, was that was that in Dallas? I think it, it was. I think it was in, in, in Texas because I think that because yeah. that's where Brody lives. But they played like urban disc golf in a college stadium. I think they did. They did it there. I think they did it in North Carolina once couple of years ago there were some shots that <laughs> i was like no like, they, they, they like teed off from like the like the bleachers and the at the 50 yard line and you had to like you had to hit the the triple mando of oh, going through awesome. the field goal post that's great yeah and, and paul, paul Macbeth was like there's something there's like like this guy's like oh i'm gonna use my hades this guy's like i'm gonna use my zeus paul's like i'm gonna throw my zone 
Yeah, and then and then just absolute dead center laced it right through. Yep. This guy lost by like two strokes playing in a walking boot in a stadium. <laughs> it's just like it's like. Just, There's it's actually a video out there, and I, I haven't seen it in years, but I think it's out of Finland. And they play around. They set up a course underground because there's, there's a series of mines. That'd be you know, cool. And they everything had to be like under Whoa, you yeah. know, 15, 20 feet. It was. It, it, I'm sure you can Google it and find so it. I'm going to Google that because I am going to Finland for my honeymoon this summer. <laughs> that's that's a that's a honey hole of disc golf right there. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Nothing like yeah, I'm sure she'll, be, I'm sure she'll be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll drag her along for that. Is it west side or latitude that's from Finland? Lat is out of uh, is out of Finland. Okay, yep. And then well, you see it too, like a lot of these guys nationwide. Like I, I, some guy randomly. I followed a bunch of disc golf guys, um, and then, like, a week later, I got followed by some guy that's sponsored by, like, the Prodigy Street Team in Sweden, and, yep. and like, the picture of my dog. It's <laughs> 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 real weird. But, um, so, back to the technology thing, um, I remember you guys sh- showed me a YouTube page, can't remember the name of it, that was real great for beginners. Yeah, it's uh, Best Disc Golf Discs. Yeah. And that's the go. one with the graphs and yep. no people, right? Yeah, yeah. That one, that one was that's a, a great learning tool. But then you add into it that Disc Golf has UDisc, which is this app that is you know it's to keep track of scores on the course. But you can really like when I go up by myself, I, I track the throws. You know, like I walk to my next disc and like and then I I can kind of see what I'm throwing like distance wise. Yep. And like you can leave comments in your throws, so you can be like like oh this shot went 186 feet, but yeah. But like I'm left off the fairway, and it could be like, okay, that was my comet, and like yep. you know, now I know, like, okay, I need to work on my comet, which is here. precisely what what pros do when they're doing their warm up rounds for big tournaments. But I mean, I don't know if they're using you just. I, I, a friend of mine and I started using Notepad, you mm-hmm. know, much like you see the caddies holding in ball golf again. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I, I can't do. Or there was a headwind, so disc up, you know, be, for this during the tournament. Right. And it makes a huge difference because you, you know. You play and you play and you lose track and you, you throw two off the tee or you lose a disc and you, and you don't start paying attention to your notes. And, and this is all if you want to really improve your game. Right. I mean, going out there, throwing and having fun is, is, the, is the main thing. Right. But as you start to hone your game, there's no doubt that U-Disc has just made huge strides from right. going from just the scorecard. I think when they first started, it was just keep score. Yeah, and, and then they started adding courses and, yeah. and, and players. Now you have the, and now you have the, the layouts of courses, too. Which mm-hmm. like, So, you know, the, if you do go to a course, like, I, I'm a big fan of the course in Bridgeport at Veterans Park. Yeah, well, great, we played a couple great times. course. Great course. I love that course. It's, it's, a, it's, it's I, I kind of feel like it's like a longer Luffberry almost because it's very technical. Yep. But it's, the whole, I think most of the holes are, like, a little bit more in length. But the signage there is it's it, it's it's cool how they have like those big arrows and stuff, but it's like mm-hmm. it just has an arrow that just goes like this, like a U shape. Right. <laughs> and you're like, well, what does that mean exactly? And, but then you can just pull up the U disc app and it shows like an exact lineage. Right. And right. it's it's not, it's a great tool to have. And then the uh, I had another tool in my head, but I, forgot I like seeing the I like seeing when, like we have it on a few signs up there. It's like when you have a hole and maybe you have a water. It's like all right, so the hole's three three fifty, but it's one eighty to the water. So you right. know if you want to lay up, or you know if you have a disc or the arm to get over it, or if you want to go for it. I like those little details. Oh, like that whole page, the, 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 the lake well, there. Yeah, yeah. I got a rock sitting in there too. <laughs> It'll be here soon. Yep. Yeah, at some as soon as it warms up, somebody will die. We watched there. one guy one time at Page. There's a if you're not familiar, Page Park in Bristol. We mentioned that earlier. There's a there's a there's a shot where the tee pad is kind of like this like deck of this like building, and you, you throw over the railing across this pond. And then it, it hooks left kind of a little bit to this basket that's just sitting on this kind of, 
uh, like this little tiny hill type of thing, and it's it's a short shot, but it's somewhat technical because you gotta because you have because there's a big overhang tree, so if you if you go straight and don't get it low enough, you're gonna go right into that. But we watched this one guy one time load up to. Th- it looked like he was trying to throw like an ace on twelve at Loughberry. He loaded and he let go of the disc low, and it just smashed right into the railing. I was oh. going to say the added another added obstacle is the fence in front of you that yeah. you have to get over. <laughs> it was so loud. Yeah, yeah. it really was. It was. That's hysterical. another. That's another hole that plays with your head because it's not long. You really don't have to. You really don't have to shape a shot if you don't want. You can throw straight at the basket there, yeah. but you're going over water, so people automatically tense up. They grab a disc they normally don't because they don't want to lose their good one, and before you know it, they're flipping something over and it's in the middle of the pond. Just to go back to that story real quick. Sometimes you get a, a predetermined notion about something like, oh, man, this guy's going to kill this shot right here. Loads up for it. Boom. Right into the fence. It was so funny. Poor guy. <laughs> well, it was the best part, too. And then his dad parked it. Or his son. That was the dad. His, and then his son just went and took his shot and parked it under the basket. I mean, like nice. six inches higher, and it's in, no doubt. It was just it was so funny. A buddy of ours there was... hit the fence during a tournament. Oh, no. That was at the, the playoff. Was it the playoff? So, so after a tournament, if you're tied up, mm-hmm. um. Oh. You usually have playoff holes. Right. So the whole tournament's done playing. So everybody, if it's nearby Tournament Central, everybody watches. And it's a friend of our great guy, another, like, pillar, to use the phrase again. Yeah. Um, he's just a great ambassador. His name's Tom Milkey. He's, he's a great ambassador to the sport, gives discs away, welcomes people, just the nicest guy ever. So <laughs> the poor guy's up there, and the whole tournament's <laughs> watching him. So he's on that cement pad that's off the pavilion, loads up, takes steps, and just destroys the fence. Oh. <laughs> but he's such a good guy, he just laughed at it. Everybody knows him, so it was, yeah, a, big, it was a big cheer. And that brings you around to the disc golf community, which is well, top-notch. And again, yes, we, we've is. said it, it's kind of been the, the beat and drum throughout the whole show, but like a tribute to regular golf. Like You're going to have bad shots. you got to shake it off and move oh, on to the next God, one. Because yeah. if oh, you yeah. keep hanging on to it, you're just going to yep. have more bad shots. And if yep. you have friends around to bust your balls, it's even better. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, That's great. why we look And, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping and hoping and hoping that... This new influx of all these players, which have probably multiplied the sport by two or three as far as popularity in Connecticut alone. I hope they start to pick up on the cues or some of the veteran players or longtime players can let them know about the unwritten kind of guidelines that are there. It's just to welcome people, help people. Someone's looking for a disc. You always ask them what color. Give them a 30 seconds of your time to look for. Don't you know? litter. Right. Pick up your garbage. Put disc, you know, and, and I mean. Call the number on the back of the disc. It's yeah. not a bonus that you found it. It's, Call yeah. the number it's on the back of the disc. It's an opportunity for yeah, karma to give it back. It's not a bonus that you found I it. Already, I already texted the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just so funny. Because we, we guilt tripped you. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> found, we found a disc. It, it was a strike, right? Yes. And yeah. We found a disc. I, I'm like, is that a disc over there? And this guy just before I could even finish, I was like, dibs. Like, that's <laughs> not how this works. <laughs> Granted, uh, it was like one of his first times out, but I was like, that's no. It's it's not well, like you just found listen, a hundred dollar bill on the ground. At least I'm not this guy. Uh, there, there's a disc golf subreddit on Reddit. Um, the big thing this uh, past week was a guy found a disc and texted the guy and said, "I'll give it back to you for twenty bucks." Uh, that's scummy. Yeah, that's I, rough. People destroy I mean, this guy. There, there is a Good. certain percentage of people who are assholes, and when you yeah. increase yeah. the full percentage of popularity in the sport, you're going to get more yeah. of those yeah. people. Yeah. The yeah. best was uh, we went to when we were at Panthorn one time. I found a jawbreaker roach. Texted the guy. He goes, "Oh, I, I was up there visiting somebody. I live in Bridgeport." So he was just like, "If you ever find yourself in the Bridgeport area, drop off the disc." And it sucks because the, the, the one time we went to Bridgeport, I forgot the disc. But it was great because, like, 
I got to throw it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I threw. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I can't return it to him until two weeks from we've, now. Like, we've had throw it. we've had countless people who who are just like keep it, give it to somebody, make sure you give it to somebody, you know, because we yeah. let everybody know when they come. The lost and found comes in here, and they'll they'll give us a ring and, and say, hey, that's my you know destroyer. But you know what? Just find someone who needs it, and they'll give it away. And that's kind of what you hope gets passed down to the newer players yeah. that, yeah. that that's found a that was the coolest part of the sport when i found it was like everybody was just so nice and like just I found a disc one time at hidden pond in, in, in southbury i texted the guy on the back of it and he was like oh he goes i don't i never played there <laughs> he was like i don't remember <laughs> playing there yeah. i was like and i was like oh it's you know it's, it's a course wraps around a big pond kind of like western-ish connecticut and he was like oh he goes you know what he goes we were moving from maine to north carolina and we stopped, and I found the disc golf course on U Disc, and went and played. Fantastic! And he goes, and I lost that disc. He goes, it's yours now. Keep it. I've, goes, sh- I've shipped discs from here to California, Utah. I shipped a disc to a guy who lives in an expat community in Mexico, and they built their own course. A bunch of American guys retired huh. there, built a course, and he lost the disc up here, and I mailed it to him in Mexico. Wow, and that's what I mean. Like that's just like the, the like you said, like the kind of unspoken etiquette of the sport. You know, like yeah. everyone kind of takes care of each other. And I, I hope that spreads, and I hope it. Um, I hope the the older players don't get too frustrated too fast, and just try to continue that because it is a huge, huge part of the sport for while me I'm, anyway. While I'm over uh, in Europe, um, I saw a fun thing online where somebody will just. Write their name and a little message on the back of the disc. Like, I'm leaving this here. You find it, take it. Just send me a picture of where you're throwing it and tell me where it is. Nice. To watch yeah. the disc travel yep. around the world. It's pretty yeah, cool. That's cool. We used to, we used like to the, take... That's like a message on the, the hundred or like the, the $1 bill, like where you've been <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. We, it's we just not as take, dirty. We used to take some of the old, old abandoned DX and just write, you know, this disc is yours if you want to keep it. If you want to bring it into the shop, it's 10% off as a coupon, and they'd bring it back. And then and while I'm playing around, I'll wing a couple on the fairways. And if people keep them, that's cool, and, and they have something to play with. And oh, that's um, like That sounds kind of like heavenly, like throw a disc and not have to worry about going to get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just start ripping them there anywhere you, go. you want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds, that sounds great. That's like the worst part about going to a field and practicing because f- every time I go to a field, the first thing I do immediately is like, I'm going to throw every disc in my bag. And then I spend the next 20 minutes like being like, did I get them all? Am I missing one? Like, stand Always up my them before you throw them. Yeah. But I, I usually do. I usually grab three, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to throw these three. And then that turns into yeah, three more. Twelve more. Yeah, and then, that throw, <laughs> then it turns into the whole bag. The whole bag five times, and then Advil. I went, <laughs> I went, to, a, I went to a field a week ago, and I was like, all right, I'm only going to throw. I brought the tube with me. And I, I was because I was the three discs in there that like they were distance drivers. I got. I'm a big fan of the ti- Discraft titanium plastic. Um, and so I got three like distance drivers. And I was like, I just want to see like I, I haven't thrown a distance driver. I just want to kind of see what it can do. So I brought the three out. Then it turned into like all thirty discs in the tube yeah. plus the twenty discs in the bag. <laughs> yeah. And then and then I walk up and I'm like, it's like an Easter egg hunt out here trying to find these. Yeah. The my but, favorite part of doing field practice, which is so important is watching people who don't know what you're doing, watching you. And, you know, you, you pull out a disc, and, and you know, you throw, I usually throw a few putters and a couple mids to warm up, and then you grab, it, like, a distance driver that you can huck. And the, you know these people are watching, and you're, like, I practice on a field around the corner from here that used to have a football field on it, and, and then some. So I would set up at the back of one end zone and just start uncorking them, and these people would just, what? And they'd walk over and be like, "What? What exactly are you doing?" You know? Well, Mark put it. He has a field down the street from his house that he practices at, and he'll 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 send us a thing. Be like, "Yeah, I was at the field, looking like a psycho, just throwing yep. discs in the by it's myself." True. But you know what? Field field work lets you see the full flight of your disc, which yeah. you rarely get to see in New England right, <laughs> courses. Yeah, yeah. So it lets you know what your discs can do. It's good stuff. All right, before we get to the, the bigger 
uh, some some big news. There was one more technology thing I wanted to, and this one was actually uh, Steve actually turned me on to this one, and then I turned them on to it. I can never remember his last name. He comes in all the time with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, Latitude sixty four actually made a disc golf game like application for the phone, Disc Golf Valley. And um, he told me about it, and he was like, check it out. He goes, you're really going to like it. And I'm sitting here just thinking to myself, like, okay, it's going to be, you know, just, a, you know, throw the disc and all this stuff. But it actually, I mean, some of the <laughs> some of the holes in the courses are, like, real wonky stuff. Like, they throw in, like, triple mandos, or, like, you're throwing over this humongous ravine that's, like, you know, 150 yeah. meters long. <laughs> um, but um, it really gives you good insight on how discs fought. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it, 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 it helps you. Like, there's, you, you, sometimes you get a disc that is just the disc, you know, like the river, for example, and then you'll get you'll unlock another river that's got you know it'll be labeled as accurate with extra glide, nice. And then and then or and or you'll like unlock, like you, you just like all of it is very accurate. You know like that's that's come a long way since uh, now I'm probably dating myself, but I'm not much of a video game guy. But we had the Wii for our kids, mm-hmm. and at the end of the Tiger Woods whatever year golf, there was a disc golf game. Was there really? That's Absolutely, yeah. And you played with the Wii controller. You got a Wii, right, Kendall? I do. Oh. It's, 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 <laughs> so look it up. It's it's one. I don't know if it's Tiger Woods 15, 16, 18. I'm not sure, but uh, it has at the end of the game is a disc golf course. That's awesome. Yeah, and it just kind so of never really going, took off. I what guess. are you guys doing after this <laughs> game exchange? That's what we're doing. Game exchange. I was just about to say over to game exchange. And well, I just I ordered, uh, saw it. I I, uh, I try not to do too much disc shopping online. Because I like to support you guys, and, um, and we thank you. <laughs> but I, I threw I, I threw one of Kyle's discs the other day and absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, the the Jade, and I, I knew I remember because we had been in here earlier and I remember looking. I was like I, don't, I was like they don't have any Jades. I'm like 99 percent sure of that. So I went on just to see like what like different plastics and all this stuff. And I'm a big uh, Peanuts guy, so I found a Snoopy as the Red Baron stamp yeah. on a Jade. Nice. So I was like, well, I have to buy this. And then you know how they get you fifty dollars free shipping. The disc was like twenty two. Shipping would have been eight. I'm like, I can just get twenty dollars worth of more stuff and not pay shipping. <laughs> just gotta make it worth it. I mean, exactly. Right. So, but what I ended up getting, and then we saw videos of it of uh, what was it, Paul McBeth and Simon. Uh, what's his name? Simon. What was that? Was that? Yeah, pl- playing it with people. We bought the the birdie, the disc golf board game. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you heard of that one? Yes. So we bought a disc golf board game where you can play. <laughs> no, you haven't heard of it. No. So it's a no. it's a it's a dice game. It's 18 holes. Um, I think it's it's a uh, I forget the course. It's the really popular one up in Massachusetts. Maple Hill. Yeah, Maple Hill. Yeah. Yep. And that's what it's designed after. And it's a disc game where it comes with a bunch of different discs. You get like ca- little cards that you use throughout it, like putts, mid range drivers, and then there's like other cards where you can like screw your friends over. So like if we were sitting down playing, like I can just play a card that's like, all right, no matter what happens. On this, you, you you go into the closest like bunker nearby or, or something like that or like like, <laughs> cl- like anyway. hit a tree or whatever and and you roll the discs and like different rolls determine like how far and then how left or right you go and then you right. play that's like, great yeah, yeah. It, it just looks really it looks like it's real confusing to learn how to play but and once it, com- you get it, it comes you get with it. plastic yeah maybe we need to buy some of those and stock the show <laughs> I think so yeah it looked I don't know, you wonder what's left in those for for discs you can't get today. <laughs> well, well, so we'll use this for the perfect segue. That's going to be a great thing to play when you're enjoying a pint at Blackhawk. <laughs> right. Oh, and so before you go down that road, I, I hate to interrupt no, you. No, no, go ahead. But I know certain things going on there that want to be teased out there. Yeah, yeah. So 
No, I'm to not, not throw a spoiler out. I, I was more so just going to talk about. Oh, that cool. Because cool. I didn't know exactly what what Tyler has released to the public and what he hasn't. Right. Right. So I was I was more so going to go with 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 what, yep. what's next to you yep. there. That's cool. So um, with with teasings and, and surprises to come in the future. Nah. But there's a partnership with uh, Connecticut Disc Golf and our friends at uh, Blackhawk Brewery, because um, uh, Jason and Tyler, the Lord of Liquids, are neighbors. Yes. Yeah. We found out on pure chance that. So have you been in, have you been in his backyard yet? No, but I got a picture of the basket. Oh, you got you got to show these guys. I've heard it. I've literally heard chains in my neighborhood, and been like, "Who's playing around here?" You know, who who else has a? Basket? So I told them we need <laughs> aren't we, we need friends? we need one more neighbor. We have a little three hole oh, course, course over other people's yards. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, he he built a basket out of a wine barrel. That's, That's cool. awesome. Yeah, he used they the, do a lot the of metal bands. Stuff. You know, from the wine barrel. Yeah, oh, it, 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 we'll have a juice and after. It's, it's real sick looking. Kendall's yeah. going to want it real bad. <laughs> uh, m- m- I want it now, and I don't even know what it looks like. Probably try and suck the wine out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> if you can wring out one of the one of the, the, the barrel pieces, you can have the wine that's in there. <laughs> but, um, so, the, the, the kind of, the baby, the baby, the baby steps to the big project to come is that you guys are featuring a... Uh, Local brews and shop. Yeah, um, it's been about a year. I've been thinking about bringing in, a, you know, a keg cooler um, because there's such a relationship between craft beer and disc golfers. I mean, it just was a natural combination. Even starting years ago, when there weren't a, there wasn't a brewery on every, you know, third block. Dynamic disc makes right. a six pack cooler bag. Right. <laughs> yeah, really? Um, yeah, I don't know how anybody can right drink there? beer. Yeah, right here. You can fit a six pack of beer in here and then hold discs. Oh, that's so. I cool. don't know how anybody could drink and play at Luffberry. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like Panfar yeah, could and, maybe do. But and technically, it is against the town ordinance. So if anyone is doing that, you might want to think twice before you do. Yeah, so <laughs> it's but, not advised. Right. So, so I was thinking about bringing one in and. Um, it just so happened, Todd gave me a call one day and said, hey, you know, a guy stopped in here. He, I think he's one of the owners of Blackhog. He said, hello, he's new to the sport. His brother's playing or, or no, his partners who are brothers are playing. And um, and they. Uh, so I reached out to him to see what was up, and I kind of told him about my idea of bringing in samples. And he was just unbelievably generous and quick to take care of it. So um, we, we, we hooked up with. Black Hog, out of they're out of Oxford, right? That's, yes. Yeah. Yep. And then there's a local brewery here. His name is Pete, um, Peter, Peter Ford, and he's out of Center Street Brewing. So both of them know each other because the uh, the brewers in, in the state, I guess, are a tight group, and they've worked together before because uh, you know Tyler's been doing this a long time. Pete, especially like the, like those those mid mid size to small size breweries, right? They like do the real family thing. Like some of yeah. the bigger ones that have kind of blown up have kind of been like. Yeah, like they tend to the, get away. And we're the AB of, of Connecticut, essentially. Right, right. You know? So so both of these guys were on board, and um, Tyler came right down with, uh, right now we've got our, his uh, Hazy IPA, which is dynamite. Yeah. Okay. He came down here, and there was a, I came in one morning, and there was a, you know, a log of it here waiting with stickers and everything, so I gave him a call again, and I actually have stopped up there in the meantime, checked out the brewery because I hadn't been up there yet and um yeah he's a handy guy everything in there he pretty much built it's awesome. yeah there. yeah and I, when I came in he was on like a I don't know 25 foot lift insulating some yep some knuckle yeah in he's PVC. a do-it-all guy hot yeah it was a hot this place yeah and um so that we so far that. so far you know people have, have really liked coming in and having a little six ounce six ounce tasting and when they when they buy something here we give them a receipt they can take that receipt back to the tap room and get a buck off their pint you know, their proper pint. Cool. So it's been a nice 
so far. I mean, it's, everyone's excited can about you it. Combine those. And <laughs> <laughs> We've had a couple people already go. You know, they come in, they grab it, and they run. Center Street Brewing is right up the street. Yeah. yeah. And um, they go up there and sit down and, and have one there too. So, I'm I'm excited for the future of the relationship, and there will be uh, some pretty cool news coming up soon. I there's, oh, there's a lot of fun stuff I'm, to come. I'm not in control of the release of it, yeah. so I, I, <laughs> well, I tiptoe around it. How about all, that? All we know is uh, definitely doing the, the disc golf thing and being advent uh, visitors of the shop. We, we've built this relationship here. We have the standing relationship with Tyler, so we're, we're, we're very excited to kind of be in that mix. You know, it's yeah, a, it's really cool. It's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity. Um, and like you said, we, we're not, we're not going to tease it away. We're let, well, we're going to wait, let, let Tyler do it at his, his discretion, but it's a lot of fun stuff coming. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's exciting, and it's nice to to have pe- this this place. I mean, we try to you know we we try to um, adhere to proper you know etiquette with COVID and everything like that. And, but it's nice to have people kind of be able to relax and have this place be more of a you know of a community feel yeah. of uh, hanging out rather than than just silence and people shuffling through plastic. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, and and two two friendly people that aren't afraid to, to chime in and, and help out in a conversation. So when you come here, like when we did as beginners, you know, it wasn't just, hey, uh, what, what kind of dish should we get? We've never played before. You know, like Todd very easily could have just been like, oh, a, a mid-range or a putter. A mid-range and a putter is all you need. Oh, well, what's that? Anything below, you know, six speed and then anything yeah. three or less. And it's then that a, could have been the end of the conversation. Yeah. It's you know a, what um, I mean? And, but, you know, he, he took the time to, to sit there and pick out and be like, this or this, you know, you know, I, oh, I kind of like the way this one looks. We'll take a throw at the basket, see how it feels in your hand. You know, like it's an, it's an absolute value here, especially having Todd here. He he's friendly, he's outgoing, lets people know. He lets them know if they're pretty or ugly, which I need to take. <laughs> me, but, um, mean, mean guitar player, right? I've heard. Right, and um, I wish I had that when I first my first store I went into was Marshall Street. Yeah, and uh, that place, it's just overwhelming when you walk in and, well, I, and the sport is so big in massachusetts too yeah right? yeah i mean yeah and, and it, you, you watch people come in here and you know if it's the first time in because they just glaze over and they're yeah. like what the hell is going on in here <laughs> so you walk into marshall street which is 10 times the volume in here and but i walked around for an hour and i didn't know what i was doing and i bought discs i still don't throw because i don't have the arm for and so we've kind of made it a point to Put people in the right equipment because they'll like this. It's self-serving. Right. They'll like the sport. They'll enjoy the sport, and then yep. they're going to come back and they're going to, you know, want to take your advice again, or, you know, come back and buy. And when they disc up, because everybody's going to have a bag that moves for the first couple of years they play. Yeah. And sometimes for the first decade and a half they play. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. I'm still working on mine. To give people the right stuff so they go have fun. That's that's the key, and and we try to we try to focus on that when, especially with new players. Yeah, my first taste of disc golf came, I say what maybe. F- Five years. When did Pokemon Go come out? 2016. So 2016. Holy crap! That 2016. There was a Pokemon Go took over the world. People walking around, hitting oh Pokey God, stops and stuff. Over. And Lothbury Memorial Park was a Pokey stop. Oh yeah, I remember. And so like yep. I remember going up there to see stuff, and I remember looking around, and I'm like, disc golf. I was like, I've heard of that, and I saw the thing, and I was like, and it was one of those things like, I'd like to actually try that, and then it, and then it kind of like went to the back of my my mind, and then years later, uh. Kyle's a big YouTube guy, and he does a bunch of different channels and stuff. And we started watching uh, Brody Smith as part of this group that he was part of at the time doing urban disc golf, but with ultimate Frisbees. And instead of baskets, they just said, like, okay, we're out in this park. There's that no parking sign that's 450 feet away, and that's what that's. That is disc golf. That was disc golf before Steady Ed built his basket and got his patent. That's what they played. It was target golf. 
Right. And it was at every college campus, you know, was playing it and just didn't have baskets or tea pad, you know, official stuff. Yeah. And then, and then it kind of broke into the two ultimate yeah. frisbee. And, and I love watching, I love picking up on a YouTube channel now or like the disc golf bros. Those guys are funny. I mean, you yeah. don't have to be a 400 foot throwing, no. you know, 50 foot putting ace guy to put on a good show. Like, you can be bad to watch. You can be yeah. bad and be entertaining. Oh, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. I love are, watching. I mean, Kyle. Kyle's really big into like the YouTube like basketball stars and stuff like that. I mean, there's some guys that are real trash that play, aren't they? But they're they're just fun. Here, say something, Kyle. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we get. Well, you can just chime in if you want to say a name. Shameless plug. I don't know. But I was thinking about this earlier, actually, uh, a couple days ago. There's a lot of similarities in like the way the sport is played between ball golf and disc golf, as we said. But you know what, like, disc golf as, like, a whole has really kind of reminded me of? It, it, it's this generation's – I mean, a lot of people play it. You know, people m- much much older than Todd. <laughs> there aren't many people older no, than Todd. <laughs> <laughs> two that I know of. But there's a, like, there's a humongous amount of people that play it. Like you said, you started at, what, 06? Uh, probably oh, – yeah, but somewhere between 06 which, and 07. Which, I mean, you know, yeah. it's crazy to say, but it's almost 15 years ago now. <laughs> or it is 15 years ago now. I mean, we're coming up on – you know, not to, not to sound – facetious here but like we're coming up on 10 years you are 10 years out of high school last year was 10 yeah the rest of us are 10 this year which feels like forever ago now yeah it's over you guys are done yeah um 30 is the next stop my tomb (laughs) last week 30 is the next but um like this it's kind of like i attest it to a lot when we were growing up of skating like i mean i wasn't a skater but like skating was one of those things like you see a lot where it's like, like a lot of sports it's like Branding starts to kind of dignify a person, and then like, the, like in basketball, like the Adidas people run with the Adidas people, and this and that. But like back in the day, when it was, you'd go into a skate shop, there'd be fifteen element skateboards, but like two of them would be Bam Margera boards. Right. There'd be forty different birdhouse boards, but like three of them would be Tony Hawk's boards. There'd be you know Rodney Mullen boards, and then rest of the brand, and like. That's kind of like what I think disc golf is kind of like turning it. You know, you have a lot of these Paul McBeth and Paige Pierce signature discs, Brody Smith, but then there's also just a bunch of other disc yep. stuff you can buy. Like you can sure you can buy the the Paul McBeth zone or the Brody zone, or you can just buy a regular zone. Right. And, right. and but like on the flip side of it, more is you don't have to be brand loyal. And no. I mean, not at all. Like throw what, throw what works. That's right, my. There's a lot that's of people throwing mixed bags. A lot. Of yeah, them. I mean, I found that I like the discraft stuff a lot. But I mean, I, there's a lot of. I mean, we talked about the jade earlier, and like I, that one, I, and my tersis and stuff like that. But you also see a lot of these guys like just intermingle. Oh, yeah. With themselves. Like, like Paul McBeth and Simon are, like, great friends. Like, yeah. you know, like... It's, it's, like a, it's a really cool... To piggyback on the skateboarding thing, it's a really cool point in the timeline of the sport to, to be paying attention. Yeah. Even a, it, it's even starting to change a bit, and I hope the up-and-coming, like, big players hold on to the, the communal aspect. Like, three years ago, you know, we would play like that. It's like we don't... Our big annual trip was up to that Green Mountain tournament, which was a pro-am tournament. So the pros would come through, the big ones. Yeah. So... I mean, I would finish my round, sit down on a, on a bench outside of the little hut that ran the tournament, and, you know, Waisaki sits down and goes, how was your round? You know, it's the equivalent probably of having a beer with a 21-year-old Tiger Woods in the clubhouse yeah. after his, his golf. You know, it's like, they're just, I'm not a name dropper. I, he's just another dude who's just yeah. better at this sport yeah. than me. But they, those people were, it was all co-mingled. Like, has, has, a, has a real mean destroyer like that yeah. disc a lot. Yeah, that guy. A raptor can, on it. That guy can throw. He's, yeah. he's a funny guy, too. But 
to, to, to be around it now, and if it's going to keep going on its trajectory, especially now that it's gotten this shot of steroids, I mean, it's it's really cool point in the timeline to be involved. Yeah. And uh, to watch it grow. I just hope it keeps some... I know we're going to lose some of it. It's, it's just the way it works. But hopefully that communal, just be cool with the guy next to you, no matter if he's a pro or if he's just starting out. Right. I hope yeah, that yeah. sticks around, you know? I don't know. I mean, Paul Macbeth, you know, he's the best in the world or... Whatever you want to, you know, he's he uh, probably like the most followed disc golfer on Instagram and YouTube and all. He keeps wearing these fancy watches and white <laughs> leather belts while he's playing in tournaments. But you know what? For that, pretty it's soon not, we're gonna see Louis Vuitton not, sponsored bags. It's not my it's not my look, but the guy's been loyal to his own look for a long, yeah. long, long time before he was on every YouTube channel around. I saw some picture. The other he was day. wearing white patent leather belts and you know. I saw some picture the other day on on, on Reddit of like disc golfers before like the sport blew up and so like that and there's this picture of paul Macbeth and his wife at some sort of like almost look like a prom i don't know how long they've been together <laughs> it's like disc golf formal well yeah i don't know if they've been <laughs> i don't like i don't know how they've been together since high school or whatever but like it looked like a prom dress almost but, like paul Macbeth, like sa- he, same time like you said he's been true to his thing he had a stupid just dumb white belt on he had this watch <laughs> he had this slight blonde thing in his hair and i'm just like oh this and, and Paul McBeth, like you said before, but Paul McBeth's not a big guy. No, yeah. and, and he's, no. he's a tiny, he's a tiny guy. It's I mean, fun, he's and probably you know, smaller than the rest of us. It's it's good to, th- and it's good to like, like again back to technique. It's good to watch those people. I mean, you got to throw the way you're going to throw to be comfortable. Right. But you watch all those guys throw, and they all have these wacky back swings, and they they have their different run ups, and then some get low, some stay high. But when it comes to like game time, all their discs are in the same spot. All yeah, their, all their arms are letting go at the same way, yep. and it's it's all. It's just that you don't need the big, strong, huge body. It helps. I mean, Waisaki throws the way he throws because he's, you know, seven foot whatever. Yeah. You know, he's just a big, lanky dude. But right. Right. a lot of torque behind the disc. But yeah, Macbeth has been I true. Mean, Macbeth's been true to himself. <laughs> I think. But the there's, whole a, there's time. a lot of people just because. But you know, and it's the same thing. Like you see a lot of people like, oh, because I'm tall, I can do that. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> probably has the short. Probably can throw the shortest distance out of all of us. Yeah, you know, it's. You think you, you see? Oh, I could do that. And I think you, you shouldn't replicate what someone's doing. You got to figure out what works for you. And I think I'm start, starting to kind of realize that. And I think my my game has somewhat improved since. Oh no, like definitely it. your mid range game yeah. is. What we have to do is we got to get Kendall in here one time when we're not doing like recording and stuff like that. We got to bring his bag in, let him th- show you what he's good with and what he's not. And he needs to buy a disc. That's what he needs to do yes. before he, he can be. He won't do it. Yeah, Ken- Kendall has how many? How many <laughs> discs do you have, Kendall? How many? What do you got? Six in your bag? Uh, six or eight. Yeah, six to eight. Six to eight. He's got. Um, Kendall, how many of those did you buy? He's got the four. <laughs> I guess technically. Technically, we 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 did it, but because we, we signed up for a tournament. At uh, was Middlebury, Woodbury, 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 that tiny oh, okay. little three-hole, yep. everything's an ace course. Yeah, we signed up for something there. So I mean, technically, he bought those discs, but every <laughs> his discs, his bag, everything has been secondhand. And, and that's another, it's another great part of the sport. Was everybody just hand stuff down? Yeah, but buy something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I today stimulate the economy. <laughs> today they open real soon. That's why we gotta we gotta wrap this up. Room with them and you know, there's people waiting to shop. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so um, we're gonna have lots more stuff coming. Um, once once Tyler starts getting the the announcements rolling, we definitely want to. We're, we're definitely gonna be hands on with that stuff. You know, the the Lord of the Liquids has been kind to us. We'd like to. I I hope to help like with actual 
labor parts of it. I want to awesome, be. I want to learn that, that stuff too. That ends up too. being the biggest shortage when you're doing anything disc golf. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it all starts out like we we must have had you know seven to ten people helping. You know, once we got well, it was only me and another guy who put in the front seven. Then he dropped off. I put in eight, nine, and it stayed nine for a long time. And then this other kid called me. He's like, "Hey, you're gonna keep going?" And I'm like. You want to help? He's like, yeah, I got guys who'll help. And before you knew it, there was a core of five guys. It started out with 15. Yeah. The next weekend, it was five. Yeah. yeah. And those five hung on pretty much to the end. Now, do the people, I've noticed uh, after we had in the fall or late summer, early fall, we had that real big windstorm that came through, took a lot of trees down and a lot of courses and stuff. Um, there was a lot of guys out there that, like, cleaning up. Like yep. walk walk behind leaf blowers and backpack blowers and stuff like that. Are those just guys that live in the area that help out sometimes? And, and which is it's nice. We prefer that they just give a call and ask. Yeah. Or stop in here. Um, I sit on the Parks and Rec Commission in in Wallingford, so it's, it's kind of a straight line to being able to do stuff there, which helps. Nice. Um, but yeah, we we mostly ask. You want to pick up stuff? You want? I mean, even a blower. We prefer you ask anything motorized, but we don't want anybody cutting anything. With, right, any, no. with the pair of scissors, you know, that's my yeah. my one pet peeve is when, you know, I see a broken branch, like snapped. And it's because it was in your way. You know, that makes me crazy. It's like you're in the rough. It's called rough. It's not called smooth. You know, uh, and, I, I may or may not have done that a time or if two. You, if you're snapping, <laughs> if you're leaning over a sapling to throw your shot, it's like you're breaking the rules anyway. Just move your disc. You know, that's, yeah. you can't do that. You can't remove an obstacle in front of you. You can't remove an obstacle behind you if it's in your backswing. You can't we, you can't push aside a tree to to throw. It's against can the you, rules. Can you can you hold a, t a twig mm -hmm. down to no. with your with your free hand? No, the only thing you can move is something that's not rooted. If there's a branch that's on a log, something okay. All you right. can move the log from your stance, but if there's something in your way, it's going to be a lot uglier of a game today, guys. Because you know, because <laughs> you know what happens is, and I like Paige. Paige is beat in that, that that's why people love that 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 disc golf course because the rough's not so rough yeah it's hard to get in trouble at page because it's been beat in over the years so it's going to happen naturally but when people help it it makes you nuts so you know we went out to page <laughs> minus the water <laughs> we went out to page for uh my birthday in october uh it was nice plug the four of us three of us yeah four four of us so uh, hold two, was it that I lost my disc? Oh, the guy's backyard. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that oh, rides along. Oh, the, they put the yeah. netting. That that hole's been an issue for a while for the, those people, right? People um, hop in the uh, fence and go in to yeah, get the discs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who would do that. It's been the, now they've had I've to never, actually. Uh, move I, the, I would never hop yeah, a fence. They had to move. The they finally had to move the tee pad. They got a big netting there, so nothing goes into his backyard. And well, the guy's a disc golfer, so go figure. <laughs> that figures. Well, I mean, you know, he's he's. It is his backyard. Yeah, he's not yeah. to sound like a fuddy dud, but he's at risk. You hop his fence, cut your leg. You're not suing yeah. yourself. You're yeah. gonna sue him. You know, you break your leg I mean, going to get your disc. He's on the hook. You'd yep. have to be a real asshole to hop a fence into someone's private property and cut yourself in the process. Yeah, <laughs> you would have to, <laughs> to get a friend's you? disc back. I couldn't imagine doing that. Um, yeah. uh, couldn't imagine then, having a seven-inch scar from the top of the fence on your leg. <laughs> um, and then, uh, well, the the best part is from hole two. Sorry, nothing to interrupt, but. So we went there, I think, not for your birthday, but another time. And hole two, they had the tee pad moved pretty much the whole way up the road because they were repairing it. So you were teeing off, and it was essentially like, you know, they, they took off almost the majority of the – it was basically just an upshot up a hill. That was yeah. the interim like, fix for it, I think. And yeah. There, there's a, so the fence behind you is not part of that guy's backyard where there's the big netting. And there's a little hill. And I'm, yep. I'm, I go, I put my bag down, I take out my disc, I go to, like, I'm on the tee pad, and I'm getting, I'm, like, warming up, like, 
kind of figuring out where I want to throw. And then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I just see this behemoth of a dog jump on this hill. And I thought it was going to jump over the fence and like come sure. at us. And it started barking, and I, I, I thought it was going to die. <laughs> we had a lot of animal scares. Uh, yeah. Th- Mock almost had a, like a hawk land on his head. Yeah. We, at that, we were, that was two. that day. Yeah. Hole wow. two at the we basket. Were, the, this he was thing just f- standing there gently and... Paul and I just both watched this hawk come full grown this close full grown male hat. hawk. Wow. I mean, had to be maybe six, seven inches above his hat. Wow. Didn't know a thing about it. Yeah, he I had think... no idea that it was because it came, it swooped down, and then it immediately went up into the trees. Yeah, we they go just... after the discs. That's all they think it's game. My biggest Ooh. encounter was a bobcat on seventeen in oh, Wallingford. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, it was I, I and I, I was so amazed. I was like looking for my phone. Look, I turn around and the thing's like looking at me like <laughs> with business in its eyes. And I was like, Well, you can you just go ahead. <laughs> see, I'm all about wildlife. Go ahead and play through. I, I would love to see all kinds of stuff out there playing, like bobcats and deer and stuff like that. I had a deer one time we were playing on hole twelve. I threw a shot, I'm watching it, and then all of a sudden two deer come sprinting through the fairway and I'm like Oh, okay. Yeah, they come out of that field. Yeah, but my favorite though was the 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 first time we went to go play Panthorn when it started getting colder. And the what's the guy's name over there now? Ralph. Ralph. He must have put a sign up because I don't remember seeing it the first few times we went. <laughs> and we, just walking in, I managed to look to the right and see this tree, and there's this big sign that says "Be aware of bears." And I'm like, yep. "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "What do you there, mean bears? Deer? It's a whole wildlife." Yeah. What do you mean bears? <laughs> so. All right, we'll wrap up because you guys got people waiting to come in. Um, where can they find you guys on social media? Um, both, uh, you can find us at Connecticut Disc Golf on Facebook, and uh, same name at Connecticut Disc Golf uh, on Instagram. And I think that's the that's the like max technology I can handle. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where we'll be for well, a while. <laughs> make sure make sure to do to go on those things. Though. They 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 post very amusing. We are open. <laughs> we are open blurbs. Um, and they 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 make sure you know. They they don't really hold hold things back, you know. When uh yeah. when when stuff comes in, they let the public know and right, and, and that includes uh lost and found discs. So yeah, when we uh, when we get a big batch in, we'll post it all with you know partial phone numbers and first names and and uh, just keep an eye out for those. They stay in the timeline the whole time, so just you know go down and see if your stuff's here. And if it is, please 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 come and get it. And if you are a beginner, I mean it's not an expensive sport to get into. Um, but no. if you if you are a little hesitant, um. Discs that aren't claimed after a certain amount of time become used discs for sale, right? Right. When we run out of capacity where we store the lost and found, so if we're full and we take in 50 from Paige or something, the oldest 50, they either get given away, you know, they're donated, or they get thrown on the used rack. And so most of the time when they hit the used rack, they get given away. And to, you know, when, when someone comes in with their kids, we just tell them to go pick their favorite color, and they, they take the disc. And, yeah, you so, know, you know, you can even, you know, you can even, it's a great, if, you know, if you're, if you're new to the sport and you want to try out driving, there's plenty of drivers. People think that they can throw <laughs> them and they can't. Right. Um, It'll save you some loot, that's for sure. Yeah, and just a way to try some stuff out, and then and then when you're ready to, to move on to the, the break one in yourself, they, they got it. Yep, yep. It's so, um, it's it's for anybody who's trepidatious about coming down or, or playing on a course. Don't be. There's enough people who will welcome you to, to warmly, and I'm hoping when the weather warms up a bit, and again, COVID calms down a bit, that we're going to start a, uh, a league, a doubles league up at Luffberry. That's That'd be awesome. That's fine-tuned for, for people who haven't played leagues or are nervous about playing leagues. And yeah. hopefully some vets will join us that will help shepherd people through. Because the doubles turn, uh, the doubles leagues are um, they're random. Everybody gets there, sits, stands in a circle. If there's 20 people, everybody flips their disc up in the air. And heads go one way and tails go the other until you're paired off with someone. And whoever you're paired off with, you play best disc. So yeah. you both drive. Whichever disc you like better, you both throw from that disc. So you, the, the best way to learn to be a better player is to play with a better person. And, right. and and who's willing to show you and give you 
tips and pointers in it, that happens at doubles. That's me that's, for you, Kyle. That's every sport. <laughs> I mean, that, that's yeah. the best way to improve yep. is to find it's someone fun to better with, than you. It's, it's fun to play with people in your in your realm because there's like a, a s- level of competitiveness that's mm-hmm. equal. But to get better, you gotta pl- you gotta play with better people. Yeah, yeah. And for the and, and for the guys who come and play who are better, they know what they're getting into. Like they're there to play doubles. They know they can get any partner, and they're they've been in those shoes. Right. Like th- I've been the guy who's been afraid to play, and then you, well, find, like you know, and, and you're hitting trees every time. And you know, there's a there's a guy up there who plays, and he's been playing. He's hel- he helped build the back nine. Great, yeah. great, great guy. He doesn't care. Well, like, like you he, said, we all love him. He just goes and throws. He hits every tree in the park. But yeah. we, he's a, he's a great guy. He has a great time, and. Uh, and that's about what it's all about. Kyle, did you help build the back nine? <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, though, I mean, you, you do all these things to get better, and but at the end of the day, it's about going out and throwing discs and having fun. And that's, you know, I feel like if, you're, if you've been committed to the sport long enough where you've gotten good and become this veteran player and these types of things, then you're obviously having fun with it. Oh, so yeah. a bad round isn't what's isn't going to destroy your day. No way. It's good, you know. It's what's the saying? A, a bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. <laughs> that's true. That applies to more than fishing. Yeah. Kind of. What are you? What are you looking? I was like, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Avid <laughs> <Abby> fisherman. <laughs> so I have that tattooed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so make sure to follow us on on all all our social medias for more stuff to come with both Connecticut disc golf, us playing disc golf, and uh, Blackhawk Brewing. Um, Make sure to follow Blackhawk Brewing on their social media because they got a bunch of cool announcements coming. Follow Connecticut Disc Golf. Um, also, also Center Street. They're actually and Center Street. Brewing. They're planning on being a big sponsor for a tournament we'll do this summer up there. Nice, so. awesome. awesome. Uh, yeah. They're on board. They're on. They're, we're hoping to get. They have a big commuter lot, like public lot uptown, and we're hoping to try to get the town to allow a, a day of a putting tournament. Just, just putting cornhole. Yeah, pretty Perfect. much. Pretty much. So hopefully. Is that a thing yet? Can we coin that? Can that be our <laughs> thing? It's, it's probably a thing. But I've never seen it. <laughs> All right, on to Google after this. No, it's gonna be on YouTube if anything, but um, yeah, make sure to yeah subscribe to yeah Center Street Brewing, Blackhawk Brewing, um, a lot of fun announcements coming up. Connecticut Disc Golf, all your disc golf needs and and some some friendly faces. Todd will make sure that you you feel very welcome. He'll berate you while you're here, but he loves you nonetheless. <laughs> um, guys, thank you. Yeah, thank oh, you very thank much. You. Yeah, it was oh, a you pleasure. Guys. Thank you. The first any, of many. Any way we can get the the sport out to people in the right way is um, is important. We'll have to schedule when uh. Maybe when COVID protocols wind down a little bit and it gets a little warm, we'll have to schedule like a some sort of like mini like day tournament thing for like like Connecticut Disc Golf, Disc Bras, Blackhawk, oh, yeah. Center Street, and like GSW. Like we'll figure out a way to do it. Like we'll team up into pairs. Like I don't know. We'll just take Two that L perfect. now. Hey, hey. <laughs> I th- we might be able to beat Tyler. I'm supposed to play with him later today if the weather doesn't scare us off. So I have I haven't played with him yet. Well, let me know if I can beat him. <laughs> I will. My best at my best at Loughberry is a sixty three, if that means anything. Okay, that's that's a fine score. Not here. not consistently, but it's my best. <laughs> you learn you learn to play disc golf there, you're you're gonna be formidable on pretty much any course. It has every shot, you know, up, down, yeah. left, right. Wind will the only thing Except for Wickham. Yeah, well, wind yeah, is the well. only thing that'll get you. We don't see much wind up there. So hole twelve though. Yeah. Hole twelve. There's a there's a nasty that's, one that you don't the know sleeper. about. Updraft. Yep. yep. Yeah. You throw your disc and it looks real great, and then all of a sudden you're like, why did it just dance? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, because when you walk down there, you'll understand. Right. So, yeah. Thank you guys again. Um, we'll let you guys open up for business, um, and we'll do this again soon. Yes. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Talk to you soon.